This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are talking about whatever it is that you'd like to talk about. Actually, we're waiting for a call from someone. Yes, we're waiting for a call from Tommy at Tommy Seafood. Oh, yeah? Who is going to call you with a funny question because he's getting some things. He's a seafood guy. He's getting some... Mm -hmm. Uh, unusual things shipped into him today, and he wants oh. to ask you a question. So I told him to call you on the show because it would oh, be fun. Oh, good. Well, I hope I know uh, the nice answer to— was nice to see to those guys. Those you guys, do. they're salt of the earth. They're great people. They, they That's a really, great restaurant. really knows their stuff. Great and, restaurant and a good book, a very good book. And uh, The I'm, Deep End of Flavor by Tenny Flynn. From GW Fins. I, I was tempted to grab him and say, stay another hour. I think we could have filled another two hours with him. Probably. Uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway, they're easy enough to, to find. Their restaurant is right across the street from Arno's. It's on uh, Bienville Street between Bourbon and uh, Dauphine. Easy, easy, easy to find. We, Beautiful We're so place. overdue to go there. We're going to have to go there for the culinary. Great. The yeah, culinary great, looks really good. Great looking place. Uh, uh, and a, a big menu and lots more there. If you want to know about that or about anything else having to do with food, about restaurants, cooking, wine, and all the rest of it, our number is 260-6368. 260-6368. Coast, uh, co- <laughs> excuse me, uh, our... Uh, our uh, co-host. Co-host, thank, thank you. you. I needed that so badly. A little push, is, yes. Is Marianne, Hi. Uh, my wife, and she is here, and uh, she is also a uh, lifelong almost, radio person. You know, I'm almost like a superhero. Yeah, I'd, I'd go along <laughs> with that. And uh, I'm a radio superhero, that's what I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, uh-huh. good thing you can fly. Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, we have to have that. Yeah. But anyway, if uh, if there's anything you want to know or you want to, here's the other side of this. I don't often put it this way. If if you uh, find a restaurant that you think is, is really terrific or not very good at all, and you think it's worth letting other people know about it, we're not out here trying to, you know, shoot at people or anything like that. We just like talking about it, and uh, we would love to hear from you. So our number is... Two six zero six three six eight and uh, well, today is National some... Watermelon Day. Watermelon Day. Imagine that. I love watermelon. I don't eat nearly enough watermelon. I wonder uh, what the nutritional aspect of that is. Anyway. None. None. Zero. I mean, uh, no. Of course, it has it has a certain number of uh, nutrients. I'm sure, but its biggest claim to fame is that it is a hydrating item. A hydrating, is this something that makes you feel hydrated? Well, it doesn't make you feel hydrated. It makes you feel full, which is good. Mm -hmm. But uh, it also is, it's good to eat foods that are full of water. Oh, is that it? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, that's easy enough. Yeah. So today is Mm. National Watermelon Day. Question for you. Do you like the little ones? No, not you. Whose glasses are these? (laughs) Do you like, they've been sitting there forever. Oh. Do you like the little ones? that have no seeds or do you like the regular basic watermelon 
with the black seeds and the white seeds. I find that they, uh, the waterery they are, the better I like them. And also, the sh- not, sugar is not the word I'm saying, uh, uh, because when it's when you just cut it open, you get some that just don't have any flavor at yeah. all. Yeah, you and, know, in that go ahead in that, and some of them that are just a mess in terms of falling apart with all the sugar in it. I like the ones that somehow get it right down the middle. But, yeah, but you it, never know about this. You know no. the little book that we have at home, the little, yeah. um, it's the... Um, book. No, it's the Something Enigma, Edible oh. Enigma book. Mm-hmm. has yeah. a page on how to choose a melon, how to choose. It's not only watermelons, but how to choose a melon. Something about the thumping and all. Yeah. Yeah, so that's anyway. I'm told is is pure bunkum. Uh, I have, have a friend of mine who, uh, for a long time, when he was in his uh, late teens, and he used to work on the back of a truck where they would go to these fields of watermelons and pull them together and then put them in, on the market. And he used to go and do that for money when he was in, a teenager, and. Uh, and he told me uh, all kinds of ideas about how you can tell a good one from a bad one. And I said, well, what about thumping them? And he said, what? That doesn't do anything. You don't know anything from it. Yeah. I've never uh, paid any attention to it since. Well, you know what? I think if you, and this is kind of a problem with me, where I buy watermelon, it looks, you know what? Good idea. Again, this goes back to me as the sucker. Good idea. uh grocery people when you slice the watermelon and you make it look all pretty and red uh people like me who are suckers want to buy it and i always do i buy a big quarter slice or half slice uh half watermelon and then i bring it home Uh and i start eating it and then after a day i've decided i'm done eating it and then it just rots which is yeah well who wants problem with watermelon it's too big yeah, well, you need a refrigerator for Or it. you need a group of people. A big like if you brought yeah, a watermelon, that, that would be a good way to. If too. you brought a watermelon to a party or something, then, you know, that would be worthwhile because there'd be enough people to eat it. Does mm. that blue, uh, the undulating... Uh, undulating. The undulating uh, square... Ooh. Doug, mean that we have a caller. I don't see a name up there. So I don't see uh, at the moment. We it, don't. Well, there might not. be another one maybe coming in. I don't know up the way. It's, but uh, we it's highlighted anyway. We would uh, sure like uh, to talk with you. You know, Tom, I I'm looking at your almanac and it says, yeah. and I'm going to read it straight. Oh wait, straight. we do. Wait, we do. There's there he is. Tommy D. Yes, let's go. Tommy, to Tommy. D. Good good name. Let's go. Hi, Tommy. <laughs> Hi. Hi hey. there. Welcome. Hi. Hey, well, thank you, and I'm I'm calling because my son is sending me some spiny lobsters from the La Florida Keys this evening. Um, yeah, picking them up, and I'd like to uh, know. I I started remembering lobster cadaster. <laughs> uh, well, you won't remember it long, if at all. <laughs> I knew Tom would so, get a laugh out of that. I wanted to ask about it. You know, can you tell me anything about it? About uh, the. Uh, the, the lobsters or the recipe, the the other. He the can tell you that there's the nobody going to get I'd the be recipe. In. I'm trying Lo- to find something unique or different. To well, you'd, 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 you'd certainly have that if you had lobster cadobster, which was a, a signature dish, dish, a signature dish that used to be served at 
Tipitari is a restaurant that is long gone, so you don't even bother looking for it. You won't find it. It's gone. As uh, is the recipe for and lobster as cadopsir. As uh, also is the uh, end of lobster cadopsir as a, as a recipe. Uh, so uh, now you're just stuck with these spiny uh, lobsters, which are not like the, the ones we're most accustomed to see them, where they have the big, big claw. These are from the Caribbean. The claws are much smaller. They, uh, they're there, but they're not what you're used to seeing. Not a lot of uh, meat on them. Uh, some people like them. Uh, and some people don't. It, we here in New Orleans, it was becoming popular uh, pretty much since the 1940s, uh, I'm going to say. And then it became popular again. Uh, and uh, it, be, it, it was, I remember the first place that served it was Antoine's of all places. Because they had lobster on the menu, but it was Maine lobster. And they were about the only ones who were using it at that time. So uh, so the short version, Tommy, is that there is no such thing as a lobster cadobster recipe anymore. It died uh, with T. Pateri's. It, okay. That may have been completely true, but I've asked uh, Tom Pateri, uh, excuse me. He sees the, the sun. Yeah, and uh, he's still around. I run into him every now but and then. But he ain't given up he's, his lobster He's recipe. not in the business anymore, but he says, uh, yeah, someday I'll give it to you. Right. He's yeah. never going to give me that recipe. <laughs> uh, but I, I, but it's a, just a jokey little uh, thing we play with one So another. what are you going to do with the lobsters? Uh, you know, I'm not, a cr- I'm not nuts about uh, uh, spiny, lobsters? spiny lobsters. I don't. I, do they, they have any flavor? Uh, I guess they have uh, some of it, but if you ever go and get it, the places to look are well, Chinese he's restaurants. He's got it right in front oh, of him. Oh, he's got it. He's okay. picking it up at the <clears throat> airport today, oh. and he wants to know what to do with uh, lobster. Boiling? Spiny lobster. And then uh, broiling. You can grill it. That comes out pretty good, but you have to be careful. It, there's not as much meat on it as you might be used to. Have you ever done it before, Tommy? Yeah, sure. I had the picture sent to me by my son showing them yeah. split open, and it yeah. shows the head is full of meat as well as the tail. So you've, yeah. not, and, uh, so yeah. you've, not, you've not had them. You've not done it yourself I, yet. I have not. This okay. is the first time. He's, okay. he's uh, in the crab business over in the, the, the Miami area, and uh, uh, of all things, shipping crabs to Baltimore. So uh, he sent me these. Uh, he's getting them live, and he... Put them on the plane and send them to me today. So we're going to try them pictures. out tonight. Those are yeah, gorgeous well, good pictures. luck. Let me know how that came out. You're going to put uh, a, butter I, and garlic in a grill. There I think, you go. I think that's do. it. Well, that I think sounds that's good. That's about it. That's yeah. about all you can do. That's a simple thing to do, Give but sometimes report. that's how. Okay. I will. Give us a I'll report. Let you know. Let Thank you right. so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. See ya. It's the food show. Six zero thunder lightning three six eight. Yes, Doug. We see. Hi, Ron. Ron, you here too? Yes, Ron, I'm the gourmet waiter. How are you all doing? I'm Ron, good. the gourmet waiter. Here he is. Thank you. Hey, What's I'm, up? Uh, thank you. I, y'all were talking about watermelon. I've got a great yeah. idea. It's a good reason to buy a whole watermelon, and you don't have to eat the whole thing in one or two sittings. All oh, right. Tell me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take the watermelon that's left over, and I'm going to scoop the watermelon meat out, pull the seeds out of it, and I'm going to put it in freezer bags and freeze it and make watermelon daiquiris out of it. Hmm. That's actually a great idea. That does sound good. Yes. How do you make a watermelon uh, you, daiquiri? Same way you make a regular daiquiri, but with watermelon and a little touch of cream. Cream? Hmm. Huh. 
and it's good? Yeah, the freezing, it's fantastic. Normally, most people would think that the freezing would uh, bust up the consistency of it because it's a fruit. You normally don't freeze fruit, right. but... Uh, you're going to blend this thing in the in the blender anyway, so right. that's going to that's going to resolve that issue. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh, have you done any of this pressing of watermelon, Ron? Uh, you, no, you I know, haven't. That yeah. that was catching on fire uh, every stupid. now and then, and I haven't seen it lately. But uh, this was mostly done by top end chefs I who know, were it's really I'm sorry. And they would get in there, and they would have this gizmo that would just bring down the texture of a of a watermelon down to what looked like solid stone. I mean, yeah. it was bizarre. Yeah, it, it was actually pretty good you to taste. You thought it was good? I didn't think it was well, good. Well, it's not something I oh, thought silly. I would. It was, not yeah. one of those silly things. Yeah, I, I I'm sure there's a strong element of that. Anyway, got anything else, Ron? Of course I do. Of I always course. have. I've, I've oh, got plenty well, of great food content. Speaking list. of sandwiches, just kidding. Now, so I did something. The other, I did something that was for you, Marianne. I know. I did something the other day that was fantastic. I saw it online. I tried it out. And it worked really well. I cooked yeah. a steak in a wok. Really? I would guess a that would be great. Yeah, that. Well, t- it's it's kind of neat. Uh, the, the whole idea is is I'm using kind of high heat, so we're doing sort of a black and blue. You're going to get a nice crisp on the outside, and it's going to be kind of medium rare, not not as well cooked on the inside. Uh, sort of Pittsburgh, but I like that. Mm-hmm. That's what Tom likes, And then what too. I did is uh, at the first flip, what I did is I put some butter in there, and the butter slides underneath the steak due to the shape of the wok, so it kind of perfumes up in butter while it finishes off. Hmm. Yeah. I'll bet you that was good. It was really it That's was, different. and when you take the steak out to rest, you crack, you put in a little bit of um, red wine, a little more cracked black pepper, and a touch more butter, and now you've got a great sauce. Maybe yeah. some mushrooms, yeah. some shallots. Yeah. That sounds great, actually. Yeah. It happens really quickly because of the heat of the yeah. wok, and everything goes to the center and the bottom, so you've got plenty of time. The sauce, make, the sauce comes together in about two minutes. Yeah. That sounds good. All righty, Ron. That's about it. Thank Y'all have a great you very day. much. Bye. Great show. We'll do to our darnest. 260 So, Tom, you have yes. in your... Oh, let's, let's go ahead and take a break before we get into this. All right. 260 is the number. You're listening to 105.3 HD2 WWL-FM. Okay. Martha Stewart was born today in 1941. Oh. Mm. And this is a quote from Tom. A great deal of her advice involves creative ways to serve food and lots of recipes, although when although what I'm listening to someone sing. Although oh, whenever I, I read too. such articles in her magazine, I get the idea that everything is conceived more for effect on the brain and eye than on the palate. Still, her ideas have certainly changed the way food is served in American households with ambitions to elegance. End quote. Mm. Well, Actually, everybody wants to be elegant, 100% don't we? Hundred percent correct. I can't tell yeah. you how many times in my life I've cursed Martha, Martha Stewart. <laughs> Why would you bother because with that? Because I used to get these ideas that I could do what Martha Stewart was doing in the magazines, and every time I followed it to the T, it fell flat, mm. and I would be so angry but i'm over it now well you could have called the radio show we could have fixed you up i'm over it now her that is that pretty much nails the whole martha stewart thing yes indeed 
It is conceived. It's it's showbiz is what it is. It's absolutely showbiz. Not to try this at home. Just yeah. enjoy it. Just read it. And whatever you do, don't try it at home or you are no, going to get no. ticked off because yeah. that is what that is what happened every time I did it. Hmm. Yeah, Anybody well, else have yeah. any Martha Stewart stories about things that sounded like great ideas or, it's looked, her birthday. or looked like great ideas, and then you tried them and you thought, wait a second, this doesn't work. Hmm. This doesn't work at all for me because I don't have a staff of 20 people. Oh, That's well. what it takes. Anyway, Maybe someday you'll yes, get it. Yes, Martha Stewart, born today in 1941. Oh, gosh. I wouldn't yeah. have guessed that in a while. Yeah. Yeah, hmm. she's going to be 80 pretty soon. Wow. Well, good luck to her. Yeah. Anyway, you also had something about the Superdome being dedicated today and wondering why there is no good food in the Superdome. Well, it's better than it was, I think. Uh, well. Don't you think? I've well, you, I've well, you only, never go to the Superdome. I've so. only been there a few times, and uh, the things that were interesting there were not the kind of things that I like, but that's, you know, I don't have any right to. Is there any good food in stadiums? Those of you uh, who actually go places and follow the team, is there people who, who go to, to out of, uh, you know, away games? Yes, I see, Andrea. Away games. And, uh, you know, you've gone to other stadiums. I'm curious to see if the food is better. Yeah. But let us go to Chef Andrea first. Chef La is Andrea here is here. And waiting for us. Yes. Wow. It's, uh, uh, here he is. He's uh, stepping up uh, right now. Yeah, thank and you. And getting ready. Hey there. Be careful you. if you're walking around outside. It is raining like crazy Sounds downtown. Sounds like a little grandma when it rains. There is, uh, there is lightning, heavy lightning in the last uh, ten minutes or so. Wow. And, uh, so just let it let it play out. It's it's yeah. not going to be there forever, and then you can get up and go away. And in the meantime, uh, nobody just, cares about the weather but you, Tom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you will be very uh, happy to uh, sneak in. And have Chef Andrea take care there of you. you. Go. There you because go. Because when you go to uh, Andrea's and you you would like to get his in. His house is your house. In his, that's true. But he wants to, if you want to get into his restaurant just so you can get away from the the uh, lightning and everything, uh, go there. He'll he'll ha park your car for you for free. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not serious. I'm not. Uh, uh, Hi, Andrea. Just go and talk. Uh, no, and, and believe me, Tom's he digging was, himself into a hole. He would, Marianne, he would Marianne not. Uh, is, no, Mary, uh, Tom is right, because you know sometimes when it rains and he can park right, you know, underneath the deck, you don't get wet, and then we kind of park for you. I'm, usually, I park for the guests myself, so um, I go out there and take care of the car and park the car, or drive up the car. So I do that for my guests all the time. Wow! So well, there a, we are. It's an extra service. That and I get, is you know, an sometimes extra I get promoted to a valet parking. You know that. Wow. You, okay. And huh? I make a lot of money in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> I think mm. you're right. So Absolutely. what's on no, the stove you when you're not parking cars? What, what's on the stove? <laughs> we have some wonderful, great dishes. Um, tonight we have the beautiful, this time of the year, eggplant run very well. So the eggplant Thomason cheese soup. That's for a soup today. Especially it's on a three-course culinary menu. And you get uh, the appetizer. The other one is tortellini. Four cheese, uh, homemade fresh tortellini from scratch, and that's the second choice on the appetite. Or nice and wonderful Andrea green garnish with 
all kinds of bountiful things, homemade dressing or choice dressing. The entree, you have a cinnamon strip with pesto butter sauce on top, or you have a wonderful choice of grouper with lemon butter sauce, or the beef brusciolone, which is one of our guest favorite, favorite dish. Or you can have a nice, wonderful pork chop, very, very, very thin Milanese style, topped with fresh baby arugula, tomato vinaigrette. Or you can have a nice, wonderful pampano. That's pampano, that's uh, Tom's favorite. We have pampano on a three-course meal for $38, or the chopino. Mm. This is tonight, uh, every day for culinary until the end of the month. We do this uh, wonderful, for, since uh, the culinary came all about 17 years ago. And uh, we do this for lunch, and then to lunch is two-course meal, and we do for $20. At dinner time, it's three-course meal for $28. You get dessert. Dessert tonight is English truffles. English, English truffles. Explain yeah. to them what that is because— uh, Trifle uh, or truffle? Trifles. Truffle. Uh, yeah, and there is such a thing called a truffle, but this is uh, this is a different thing entirely and very yeah. popular in Europe and in, in, in England or, of all places, in Italy— uh, yeah, right. And they, they'll make these desserts that have British names. It's very strange, but uh, tell them about it. Yes. Uh, what we do, as you know, uh, we do sponge cakes here, Andrea, with chocolate sponge cake, vanilla sponge cake. And what we do, we take the top of the 10-inch, uh, uh, we cut in three layers. And what we do, we take a triple sack, we do our own triple sack, and we do the simple syrup, and a little touch of our graminier, we mix all together. And what we do, we cut it once the layers, uh, put them on, uh, on, a, on a nice uh, terrain. You can put uh, uh, a nice square form, um, about, I would say about an inch and a half high around uh, and uh, deep uh, pan. Then we start to put the first uh, layer down. Then we put soaking, which I just mentioned earlier, the uh, triple sack, simple syrup, and a graminier. And then we do our own pastry cream from scratch. The pastry cream is made, you know, Andrea every day, of course, and you know, our pastry made here from scratch. And uh, afterwards, we put a layer of pastry cream, then we put the fresh strawberry, and then candy fruit a little bit, and a little touch of whipped cream. Then we put another layer on top of the sponge cake, and we do three or four times the same until it goes up to the terrine that, you know, you're the... Uh, Dish that you have yeah. formed, and then on top of it, you put sprinkle of the candy fruit. Candy fruit is a, all kinds of citrus, like lemon, orange, cherry, uh, also too, um, and uh, it's all marinated in a, a nice, wonderful. It's called a candy fruit, and we put a sprinkle on top of that. Then a little touch chocolate of the um, mini chocolate, and then also you let them soak it. You let them rest in about two, three hours in the refrigerator. And when you really scoop it out, you make a nice presentation, a little touch of a raspberry colino or a strawberry colino. And uh, you serve that to your guests. It's very unique, very delicious. Yeah, very sounds like it. Soft. I, I, it's I, Mamma Mia. It sounds Mamma Mama Mama Mia. Mia. It does. And yeah. that's the English truffles. And, um, okay. yeah. and of course, you know, uh, we've been doing it since we opened the restaurant 35 years ago. Live and, music uh, tonight? We have uh, uh, tomorrow. No, the uh, music no. is going to be Thursday. Oh, today, Thursday. today's yeah, today's Wednesday. Today's Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday today's or Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah. No wonder Tuesday. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay, Tom. That's all of this is at Andrea's, and he's <laughs> waiting for you now. All the days of the week, uh, seven days a week, lunch and dinner. Give him and, the number. And what? What'd you say? I said, give him the number. And oh, the give number, Andrea eight three four eight five eight three. 
my homie, she home. Ciao, grazie. Ciao, belly. Marianne and Tom, more uh, take care. have a wonderful evening. See you soon. Thank you, Andrea. All right, there he goes. Oh, thank you, Chef Andrea. Let's go straight to Mike. And then we'll straight to Mike. Yes. We go over straight Hi, Mike. to Mike. Mike, welcome. Welcome, welcome. This is uh, retired Chef Mike. Oh. Used to wear all the crazy pants. Oh, well, uh, you and wouldn't be the only one, one, but it sounds, still sounds interesting. No, I started it. You started, started it? started it. Started what? Yeah, over... Wearing the crazy pepper pants and pants from started where, all Where over the were country. you at that time? Crazy pepper pants. Pe- I, I can't get my head around it somehow. All over them. Well, well, pants with peppers all over yes. them. And where where were you at that time? Where were you working at that catering. time? I had a catering company. Oh, oh. I see. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. And um, Sam saw me. He knew who I He'll know who I was. Yes. Anyway, I was working for a fire company, will remain unnamed, at the Florida Restaurant Expo. And next door to us were the lobster people. Mm. And the guy said, what are we going to, at the end of the first day, what are we going to do with these six lobsters? Well, and I said six. They probably had 12 lobsters. Mm-hmm. We had six fryers, and we were going to throw the oil any, away anyway. Because we were frying things all day, and they selling fryers. They don't care about Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The cost of oil is cheap. Okay. And mm. um, so I said, well, you know, we have Paul Perdome right across the hall and uh, from the aisle there. And we walked over and talked to Paul and said, can we get some seasoning? He said, sure. What are you going to do? I said, I'm going to deep fry some lobster. Mm. He said, what are you, are you going to clean them? I said, no, we're going to just... Take and crack them open, season them up, and deep fry them. They said, you can't do that. (laughs) Well, you know, we did that, and we did that for four days straight. (laughs) Mm. It came out fabulous. Wow. Did you you put them in the standard uh, batter before you fried them, or you just seasoned them? No batter. Just threw them in. Just just seasoning. Oh, wow. Okay. And we used like six or seven of different Paul seasonings. Huh. Tommy, I hope you're listening so, to that. I'm going to try that. That's great. Yeah, I'm taking it all it's, down. Uh, the, the point of the uh, discussion is beyond me, but yeah. I've, I've been... We're trying to figure out what to do with lobster. Thank well, you yeah. for that idea. I've been to do with lobster, and we've been, I've been just a fill-in. I've been retired for probably 20 years now. Uh-huh. And for 12 of those years, my wife and I traveled the world. Oh, that sounds good. And they all over the world. The only, the only continent we did not hit was... Africa. Uh-huh. We we even hit um, Australia and Anna and Antarctica. Wow! But mm. you don't find much food in Antarctica. No, no. it gets too cold. Uh, would you send Tom an email? Tom at nomenu.com. I might have like to have you on sure. and talk about your experiences. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tom at nomenu.com. Um, you've got it. That's easy to do. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling, and mm. nice not, hearing from not you. Not at all. It's Bye. the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Let's talk about uh, New Orleans hamburger and seafood. Let's, let's do so. Yes. What do, you know, I usually jump in here and start uh, putting forth the, the reasons I think that New Orleans hamburger and seafood company is worthy of your attention. But uh, I actually think that uh, Marianne would do a better job of this than me because she's really one of those people who uh, likes hamburgers. Just I to do. Put I love it. hamburgers. So uh, it's uh, it's in your lap. All right. I'm going to take it away. Uh, New Orleans Hamburger has a nice, uh, semi-extensive or pretty, pretty good size burger menu. The burgers are uh, crusty on the outside and juicy on the inside. 
They also have fried seafood, which is greaseless and golden brown and hot comes to your table. You could have it spice-alicious if you want to have it spiced up a little bit. So they have platters and they have poor boys of delicious fried seafood. They have char-grilled oysters now. Mm, boy. At New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. That's a new development. It is I a gotta, nice, fast, I, casual. i got to put that on my list. Yes, that's, you do. You I absolutely bet you do. that's good. They also have good local dishes. You know, the usual red beans and rice and such things. They have some pasta dishes, good salads. Pretty extensive menu in a nice, fast, casual environment. That's New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood. Go see them. They have 10 locations around mm. town. Let's go to Mike. Mike, come on in. Welcome to the food show. Hello. 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 Come on in. Heard a, heard a rumor that Felix's is going into the old Natini space. Yeah, that is a true that? rumor. Hmm. Mm. That was a new one on me. <laughs> that I, was my oh. reaction, too. <laughs> Uh, that's that's interesting. Uh, I haven't heard reaction. that. I haven't yes. heard that from a, an authoritative uh, authority. As a matter of fact, I said to Mark Benfatti, "What? How can you do that?" And he goes, "Well, you write me the check then." So. Huh? Okay. Well, <laughs> let's leave it alone until we can have it confirmed. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Let him say what he's going to say. What, Mike? Well, I'm going to tell you that uh, you actually inspired me to order that book from yesterday's uh, guest. Oh. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, but the whole thing is very hard to define. I mean, it's vague at best about what it actually is and what you can do about it. But I think there's some legitimacy to it. And I thought, well, you know, this, this woman's a PhD. She obviously got something going on. It's know? a pretty book, so, and it's really easy to follow. And then one final thing is I really enjoyed the hour with the uh, GW Fence people, and I'm very much looking forward to that cookbook. I think that's going to be a real good one because I've always been intimidated about cooking fish at home. So I think that's just a book I need to give me uh, some reassurance. Wow. So we saw we sold two books. I think we need to get some uh, a little cut on this. Now. Yeah. The, uh, uh, it, what they do uh, is what I think is very essential for a cookbook, and that is to make it really easy to understand. Uh, yeah, it doesn't serve any useful purpose to do it from a restaurant perspective if you're going to try no. to do it in the house. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's right. So, yeah. Okay, have a good evening. Thank Bye. you, Mike. Thank you. It's All right, 260-6368 is the number. You are listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Hello, welcome back. This is The Food Show. It's the only one of its kind in New Orleans, as far as I know, or even around the country, perhaps even. If you know of another place where uh, you can listen to a radio show about uh, the local local food scene, uh, call us and tell us about it. I just, I'm not uh, looking toward to say na-na-na-na-na or anything like that. I just would like to see if anybody else has ever done it because it's such a great idea. We've been doing it for 32 years here. So uh, we'd love to have you join us and talk about the food that you have been to lately or the one that you have, the food that you've eaten or looked at or any of that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I had, um, let's see, should we talk about Fausto's? No, we or did Fausto's already, but we, we haven't talked about lunch today. We haven't which talked was about good. lunch today. Yeah, that's dropped uh, in on why a, didn't I think a of legend that? for lunch today. Yeah, uh, we saw. I, th- I think Marianne actually saw it. The uh, in the uh, in the book, what book, Tom? 
Yeah, the, what book time? Yeah. <laughs> um, we no, went to Galatoire today. Went to Galatoire. We chase. We and went to Galatoire And the reason today. was it was the... Uh, it was the, the oh, summertime special. It's National Filet Mignon Day today. And, and uh, we had one. It's National Filet Mignon Day. Yeah, and they're yeah, having well, a special at Galatoire's to celebrate yeah. National Filet Mignon. So have one because we already that's did. the day it is today. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to Galatoire's. They're doing their uh, celebration menu. It's basically just two options. You can get a $30 filet mignon or you can get a $40 boned in filet mignon and we i i don't know about you tom but i have been most curious as to how the uh philip lopez era is going to play at galatoire's because um probably what four or five years ago michael sitchell who was a uh kind of a crazy guy chef uh, from Napa Valley, who came here yeah. right after Katrina, moved into the executive chef quarters at Galatoire's. And I thought, wow, that is not that is not an automatic. And he stayed there until just last year when he moved on to Charleston, some new hotel in Charleston, we found out today. And then he was succeeded by none other than Philip Lopez, which is just about as oxymoronic as uh, as anything could be, Philip well, Lopez. I don't know. Well, Philip Lopez is doing blueberries out of tubes, and to have him at Galatoire's just doesn't seem well, like the you obvious know, choice. We were talking uh, w- during our meal. We wound up uh, in in the main room, uh, and we're talking with uh, David Gooch, who is one of the actually he's Gal- Galatoire family member, uh, going back a long, long time. And uh, we were asking about all these things, and he said, well, you know, uh, whoever we, uh, we think that this guy is very, very talented. Uh, but he also knows that we don't uh, operate this restaurant to be like all the other restaurants in the area, that the Galatoire's has a certain uh, taste to it, uh, a certain look to it. A tradition. It's got it's a tradition. It's a tradition, exactly. And so that's where they're staying, and uh, so you, you don't need to worry yeah, about the whole thing crashing down into something un, uh, on a. He's got a thing about fruit. So on the menu for the special bone-in filet mignon, there is a peach bordelais, which peach bordelais. What a concept! Most interesting. And uh, if anyone goes to this, give us a report tomorrow because I would like to hear. What a peach bordelaise is like. Yeah. So you got you got the steak today. It had smashed potatoes, yeah. shishito peppers, yep. and roasted carrots with it. And wasn't there some sort of fruit something? Uh, I I kept it's looking like a for that, of but it, something. it didn't it didn't register to me. I couldn't quite pick that out. Well, we had uh, we started off with uh, Tom has to have those uh, souffle potatoes. Yeah. Well, Which who annoyed you this time? Yeah, they, uh, this is now uh, two different restaurants. One of them was Galatoire's, and one of them two was uh, uh, of uh, Antoine's. And the souffle potatoes are, now have the texture, a crispy texture, like a chip of all. Like yeah, I mean, really, like a like you you buy in a bag of chips. These are like maybe one third uh, how crisp they are. They were totally different. And uh, I wonder what that's about. I, I wanted to talk to uh, one of the chefs at one of them or, 
and find out. But uh, for the now, we so this will is just now your second souffle potato disappointment. Yeah, yeah, and uh, exactly okay. the same, Both and the so dogs. crunchy that it would just disintegrate the minute you take a bite out of it. So okay, so that's what Tom had for. <clears throat> A starter. And uh, one other thing should be said, because this is what happens at Galatoire's on a lot of days. I walked over to a table because a gra- guy grabbed me and made me, well, the, I went over to their table. And it was a bunch of Jesuit guys that uh, were in the class of 19, suits. 1968. And uh, and we all shook hands and said, yeah. well, here we are again. It was not very busy, which sort of surprised me, but it, we knew a lot of people in there. Yeah, it yeah, was it sure. was pretty busy at the yeah. beginning, but then it slowed down. But, you know, it's a, it's a, a Tuesday in the, you know, and not really making yeah. things happen. All right. So then uh, you had Oysters Rockefeller. Were you happy yeah, with those? Yeah, I sure did. I had uh, a half a dozen, uh, which. Mm-hmm. You know, most places you get three of them. I got six. Were you happy with them? I was very happy with them, and I scarfed them right on down. They were a little spicier than usual, which is funny, but uh, didn't get in the way of anything. And then uh, the sauce itself is uh, the darkest green color I've ever seen on one of those yeah, things. Yeah, it really was dark. And it also had a, a, a fairly spicy background, and that was a little unusual. But uh, there were definitely unusual oysters, Rockefeller. I will say that for uh-huh. the little bite that I took. And then somebody got a. Ticket. I had a seafood gumbo. <laughs> I have decided that if I see a seafood gumbo on the menu, which is not really all that easy to find, although now that I'm really looking for them, I am starting to see them. So I got a seafood gumbo. Mm-hmm. which I thought was perfectly fine, not extraordinary in any way, but perfectly fine. It was not it was it was good enough. And I got the gacho salad, mm-hmm. which um, is essentially a salad like the um, the maison or the, whatever it is at Antoine's where you have the shrimp remoulade mm-hmm. and you have the crab meat maison. But this was just boiled shrimp. And um, no remoulade on it, and it had um, it had the crab meat, which was not big lump crab meat, and it was all sort of tossed in a salad with some crumbled egg, and it was really nice. It was good. It was huge. That tomatoes in there. It was sort of like a a coarse mustard vinaigrette, and I thought that was good. That was really good. Yeah, what I the, like that. What what was the name of the uh, recipe? For that, the gacho salad. The gacho salad. Yeah. I was, I was thinking about that. It was it was crab meat and shrimp tossed with iceberg lettuce, and uh, or maybe it wasn't iceberg lettuce. It might have been romaine. I don't know. Or or it's more likely though that it was really iceberg lettuce, just chopped finely. Uh, and th- uh, a- it had a nice little coarse mustard vinaigrette on it. It had a little uh, also a, a, just a reach into the past. There was a time when if you went uh, downtown to uh, buy things in grocery yes, stores. Uh, gotchos, not groceries. Gotchos. Gotchos. So you know about this. Of course already. I know gotchos. Okay, well, but thank you thought... for thinking I'm too young for that. Anyway. Uh, I'm flattered. Gotros. Was that the name of it? Nope. No. Gotchos. Gotchos. Yeah. Gotchos uh, was one of several downtown stores that had names like Maison Blanche uh, and D.H. Uh, Holmes. D.H. Holmes. And all of them uh, had their own, uh, and after a while, that kind of faded out. But Galatoire's kept all of those 
ideas. And so they, to this day, they still have those salads, those big salads with shrimp and crab mm-hmm. meat and all that. And uh, in this case, once again, it's the Gacha's Gacho salad. Because Gacha's was, was a much more upscale place yeah, than I remember Maison that Blanche and, and Holmes's. Remember the Holmes's cafeteria? The Holmes's. Oh, yeah. I get everything at the Holmes's. Yeah. Do you remember that? Because I, I like that place. I did too. It's I bought where, a lot of clothes. There. It's no, no. I'm talking about their little restaurant. Do you remember the yeah, yeah, Holmes yeah, restaurant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. It's it was where like, Dini's is now. Kind of like a buffet that was turned inside on itself. It was, uh, you know, it was pretty um, avant-garde-ish for the time that it was in. It was the 70s, 80s, and I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty. Uh, yeah, it was avant-garde. That's the word for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I at least that's how I remember it. Right. But uh, but I I did like it a lot. What else you got on These the These are a really good jambalaya. On the uh, almanac today. Any, anything left on that? I can look at a few other things. I was yeah. definitely um, in total agreement with your opinion of, uh, of Martha Stewart because she used to really, really, really annoy me. <laughs> I, I can't say that I have an opinion over one way or the well, other. Well, you weren't I, I one heard, of the sad little housswives that were trying oh, I'm, to I was definitely not a housewife. I, I can, I can stand behind that. You were not doing that. Now, there's something in your uh, your uh, almanac, Words to Eat By. It's a yep. quote from a guy named Sadat Hassan Manto. He was a mm-hmm. Pakistani writer of short stories, and he hmm. said, and I quote, some people kiss as if they were eating a watermelon, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> what a concept. What an, what an image. It is. It is. It I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm not going to be able to sleep even, tonight. I don't even want to think about that. Yes. Yes. That's, that's absolutely. That was his opinion. I don't know who he's kissed, but uh, and I, I don't, don't want to kiss them myself. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. That's two six zero menu. Also, shoe pick. You have shoe, shoe pick, pick here. I sure do. Which is um, which is the name of some neighborhoods? You say in Louisiana, four to be exact. And I remember shoe pick as uh, what most people I think nowadays for sure will think of automatically as the caviar. The shoe That's pick right. Fish. The, the source of caviar. And uh, we were talking earlier with our friends, uh, Tenny Flynn and uh, uh, Gary uh, Wallerman, earlier from, uh, from that uh, outfit. Anyway, um, they were, uh, we, we talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago, but uh, there's another name for sh- uh, shoe pick, and that is paddlefish. And if you ever saw one of these, they, they look like a primitive fish from out of uh, um, millions of years ago. It had, instead of your typical fins on its sides, it had what almost looked like uh, actually um, shoes, well, not sh- excuse me, not shoes, uh, on, on wrists and muscles, and, and almost looked like it could uh, just walk across the land, and in fact, it, it can, pretty much. So uh, this is where all the Louisiana caviar comes from, most of it, anyhow. It's a great product if you ever have the opportunity to get some, especially if you have a big party to throw, like for somebody getting married or the like. Well, we um, got married with uh, how many pounds of shoe pick caviar? Uh, it was $5 50, a pound? 50 then. pounds. No, no. Is that no, true? It's, no, it's 20. No. 20. 20. It was two. I, we had some kind of shoe pick caviar. It was just 
developed, just developed 30 years ago. That's right. When no, very we were recent. getting married, and we had uh, someone that we knew who was talking about this stuff, and it was only, they were just trying to get it into the market. It was $5 a pound back then, and uh, people were most impressed at our wedding. We had just trays of it and people were thinking it was beluga because it's as good as beluga i don't eat caviar but i was oh. told that it was really quite good it's definitely well you know i i would uh, beluga is not available to the normal public so that's not worth talking about anyway uh but it certainly uh when you got the local product they treated it there uh I wish I had stock in that because uh, oh maybe done so and maybe not very well with that yeah very very well shoe pick mm. anyway two six zero six three six eight is the number that's two six zero menu we have not uh, let's see we don't have any other restaurant um, I, I went to the Ruby Slipper yesterday oh I did you talk did? about that yeah I went yeah. to the Ruby Slipper and uh, I had a corned beef Benedict. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand now why the Ruby Slipper is exploding across the city. There are 11 locations yeah. of the Ruby Slipper mm. now, and not all of them are in New Orleans. They have a couple of them on the Gulf Coast and one in Baton Rouge. Mm. And it's because it's a good menu, and it's very New Orleans, very, very New mm -hmm. Orleans. Well, it keeps coming back to me that uh, this is— uh, the kind of uh, oh never mind we'll talk about this later. <laughs> I mean there was there was something I wanted to make a point with there but it sort of slipped down here. So are we uh, are we uh, planning to go to dinner anywhere tonight? Or I don't know. You, you tell me. You're what tanked you, for the day. What do you? Uh, uh, I I certainly could be tanked for the day. Well you're not going to go anywhere because it's raining anyway. Yeah you know what's yeah. those things happen you know this rain and the rain is that there sort of business kind and, of all the time. Yeah kind of all the we time. We don't have to go to chimes again. Tom's become a barfly at chimes. It's a little dirty secret I've been keeping. Uh. Yeah, I have to. I'm afraid I have to admit that uh, I'm there for the oysters, the grilled oysters, and lately I've been messing around with their uh, their bartenders, who uh, it turns out that you had a lot of cocktails to be made, but they didn't quite have the clientele to to make it or to to pay for what it. What are you or, talking about? There's the place is packed. Well, it is, but they I think they mostly drink beer. That actually brings up a subject that I want to both write oh, about. Oh, well, let's, let's go to it. Both want to write about and talk about when we have way more time. Yeah. The fine art. This was not covered in the book, The Edible Enigmas. This was not covered oh, yeah. in that book. We had, uh, apparently, uh, in the book, there were a lot of enigmas, which were things like how to hold chopsticks, mm -hmm. how to order from a menu, but they missed something that I think is really, really important in terms of um, it's not actually edible. Mm, well, what is it then? But it is an enigma, and that is the fine art of hovering. Hmm. When you are That's in an a interesting restaurant. Point. When you, no, I'm serious because you I can. You need this skill at Shake Shack really, really a lot. Oh, I don't know okay? if I wasted on that, right, but so one thing the is for art sure: of hovering is kind of an essential thing, depending on where you hang out. Yeah, and and if you if you are a regular at a place that is super busy, and it's not reservations. And the place is not big enough for all the people that want tables. 
You are then forced to do something I consider totally untoward, which is hover. And you have to have a skill. Hovering is a skill. You have to stay <laughs> you have to stay close enough to not be intrusive on the table that is in your crosshairs, but you have to be close enough so that you can grab the table before anyone else grabs the table. Now, I have learned to perfect the art of hovering. Yeah. And, and what, I have what, what do you do? This I mean, do, at do this. Shake Shack. Do because you? when I'm in Los Angeles, in the concourse, of which there are many Shake Shacks across the land in concourses, and they tend to be very smallish spaces. And they're very, very busy. And in, in Los Angeles, for example, there is a line of about 25 people. You have to have extra time if you want to go to Shake Shack. And then there's what, not what is nearly it? enough space. What is it so about that place to, that's grabbing everybody? Because it's sure it's, lost on it's me. It's good. It's, it's good. good. What do you like about it? The burgers are really good. They're okay. good. It's, it's, oh. it's anti antibiotic-free, hormone-free, and it's, it's actually really good stuff. Anyway, so you have to learn how to hover and be ready to slip into a table before anyone else can. And this is something that's really, really important if you like to hang out at such places. Anyway, I want to talk about the art of hovering and see what everyone else thinks about it. We had to mm. use that. Mary mm. Lee's pretty good at it. Mm. She did it mm. at, uh, at Chimes the other day. Well, we've cleared out another day's worth of, uh, you know what it Chatter, was. Prattle, Chatter, prattle. In this case, <laughs> it was it, it raining too hard at one time. Food-themed nonsense. And it was really uh, yes. just piling down there. But uh, we will be back tomorrow with another edition of The Food Show. And uh, tell me what you're eating and what you'd like to eat more of or anything along those lines. With me, Tom Fitzmorris, and Marianne. Is, Hi. Uh, Good and, night. And uh, also, uh, we don't mention them often enough. In, uh, in enough in, excuse we me. We will see you tomorrow. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.